0: to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel
1: everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here with us on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am an author, a coach, and a speaker, and I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help others deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define the calling and the life purpose that God has set them on, and help them tap into the trinity, so that they can get all that God has to offer for them, and they can help change the world. I help them reach their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. I love leading people to a place where they're empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationship they have. But Jesus said to them, with man, this is impossible but with God, all things are possible. That's Matthew 19, 26. And that is what this is all about. So today we are in our final week of forgiveness. So I'm going to share with new people coming in how this goes, the show goes. It's over my book, Awakening the Living Legacy, which was published a little over a year ago. We're in the fifth section of the book the next section that we're going to be going over is the legacy in which jesus left for us and that we should therefore be leaving for other people so as we're working through this section of forgiveness this is the fifth part we always have each section broken into four parts and so while looking at forgiveness we first look at okay What are the, what's the problem? What happens when we have troubles with forgiveness? Either forgiving someone else or forgiving ourselves. Then the next week we tap into what does the Bible tell us? So we look at the word. So first it's the problem, then it's the word. We get to the truth and what God is teaching us in the written word about forgiveness. The third week, which was last week, we really look at what the gift is. So it's the problem, the word. Then we look at what the gift is if we follow the word. We have free will and there's always blessings that come when we follow the word. And there's consequences that come when we don't. And they're often worldly consequences and those are not fun. And so then last, we get to this place where we look at our free will deeply because this is the choice. The problem, the word, the gift, the choice. We have free will, what are we gonna do? And today is a great big challenge for all of us to make wise choices. And choose to forgive others in this case, or to forgive ourselves. So I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to go over this chapter. It's a pretty quick one. It's wonderful, though. Don't get me wrong. And then in the middle section, we're bringing in Francine Ivy, and I love having her for this section because it's a little twist on forgiveness. I think you know it's easy when somebody has hurt us in a big way. We've we've had. On last the last few shows, we had somebody who was molested. We had somebody who um, went through a huge um, sabotaging situation. And, and that's easy for us to understand. Okay, we've got to forgive or it's going to kill us. Or But when we have something that just seems like it wasn't really done to us, it was a life situation that happened. And we've got to figure out how to not let it become our foothold and step step into the next process. I mean, this is why we brought her in today. And I know she's going to be a blessing to all of us. Okay, so let's go ahead. Oh, in the last section, stay tuned for the last section too, because that's where we do question and answer. And we have two really wonderful people that brought sent in questions for us. So let's go ahead and get started looking at this chapter 20. So this chapter 20 is all about the choice. The choice that we have to forgive or not forgive, to use God, to use Jesus, Use the Holy Spirit to help us. It's a place where we choose if we want to be freed or not, where we decide if we're going to let that grace set in and heal our soul or if we're going to extend grace to others. We know that there's a fullness to our story. We know that we have work to do for God and when we let those things hold us back, it prevents us from doing great work. It prevents us from living a life of abundance. And, and I really want this for you. We know there's a couple of verses, like I think it's Matthew 6, 14, 15. I, I don't know. You can go look it up. But, you know, it says, if you forgive others, I will forgive you. You know, we, we think that's almost an ultimatum, but I think it's a gift. If we learn to forgive others, we will be forgiven. It's written. How about Luke 17? I love this one. We all know this one. We're, we're being challenged or we're challenging God and saying, you know, Jesus, how, how often, how many times am I supposed to forgive, right? Seven times? And no, it's seven times 70. Like we think it's hard enough to forgive someone once for something they've done to us. But we're encouraged and we've been taught by Jesus how to do it for no other reason than love. No other reason than love. So what I want to do is kind of give you a taste of this chapter. And I think the perfect way to do it is to take us back to a child. Because I think children forgive so quickly. And we, as we grow up, we start getting all this defiance and all this, um, these, these, I don't know, I don't know what it is. We deserve worldly views, I think. We deserve to be treated well. We, um, we sit there and try to state our claim as why, why we're right and the other person's wrong and a child just unabandonedly forgives. So I want you to listen to this quick little story and it's about my daughter, Riley. So several years ago, I'm reading right out of my book on page 200. Several years ago, I had a fortunate opportunity to um, witness my daughter, Riley, coming to Christ. She was around seven or eight years old. I think that's pretty young. Um, Let's see. Just understanding concrete thinking um, more deeply. We were packing up old books during a move, and we found an old family favorite entitled Emma and Mommy Talk to God. This is by Miriam Williamson. It was written in 2006. So we hadn't read it for a couple years, but she held it fondly in her hands. And then she looked at me and asked me to read it. So as I read, she kept asking me questions. And with each question, her heartfelt words turned to hurt, sorrow, and more. So Riley says, this is paraphrased with Riley, me, Riley, me, Riley, me. Riley, why did Jesus do that? My response, because he loves us. Riley, but he died. I thought he lived forever. My response, yes, he died here in this world so that we all can live forever. Riley, will you live forever? My response, everyone will live forever if they truly understand and believe what Christ did for them. But some don't believe. Riley, why do they, don't they believe? My response, I think they've never been told. Riley, we have to tell them, mom. My response, yes, baby, we do. Riley, she stopped me from reading and turning another page and she quietly began to cry. And then she said, he did that for me. And my response, yes, baby, he did that for you. With truly touched heart from that day on, she was his. And so I, I want us to just remember this sort of impression of a child. And that, that's the reason why I have it in there, because I don't want us to forget that each and every one of us are a child of God. So as we look at other people who've done things to us, as we look at ourselves who have done horrible things to other people, we need to remember that we are children of God. He loves us all and he forgave out of love and he challenged us to do the same. And he not only challenged us to do the same, but then when Jesus left, he sent a helper to help us. Okay, so that's what we're moving into with this section. So now we've talked about loving, we're gonna look at forgiveness in three ways. You do it for the other person, so Riley's story, we're gonna do forgive for ourselves. It sounds selfish, but there's truth to that. You've got work to do. God wants God has a plan for you. We have to forgive ourselves. And then also I'm gonna talk about a check system that we can kind of monitor ourselves. Self-awareness is so important. So for when we take the first one, forgiving for another, we really want to think about Riley's story. These other people are children of God, and our heart has to care about them. You know, Riley never once asked you know about her and what she did and how it was going to benefit her her instinct her first instinct was mommy we've got to help them we've got to share the story with these other people and that's out of a child of seven or eight with tears in her eyes I mean that's before she's been sort of tainted by the world Um, so then I want you to think about right now no you consider the sins right now that could be holding you back And so when we're forgiving for another, think of the other person, even though they've done something horrible to you, maybe think of how that sin is holding them back. And when you don't allow them to process, if you don't forgive them, sometimes it's even more difficult for them to process, move on and forgive themselves. And sometimes just um, letting go, letting Jesus take it and making sure that they know that, you know what, we're moving on and it's okay, and offer them grace, it allows them then to move through to forgive themselves and to heal and grow. Most of the time, we hold on to sin, we hold on to um, pain of other people, because we either want them, they deserve, we think that they deserve their punishment or whatever, or we think that, you know, they, they need to do something to earn back, your, your trust or whatever it is. And that's true in many ways. But the truth is, um, you're holding them back. You're, you're actually, I feel like I'm sinning when I'm holding other people back from growing and getting deeper into their relationship with Christ and God. So then the other thing is, we just need to know that. We need to remember that God did it out of love. There's no other reason. So when I say that they, need, they deserve to um, mature first, and then you'll forgive them, or they need to say sincerely how, how deep and you need to be able to believe it, and then you'll forgive them. There are all these conditions. That is not why we forgive. It's out of love only. Okay, so now let's move to self. We've really looked at the other person. We need to care for them. They're a child of God. But now let's look at self. Think about when you don't forgive yourselves. I coach so many people on things that they've done and they hardly can spit them out to me when we first start coaching because they're so guilt-ridden over what they've done. And um, I don't know what's happened to me when God took over my life. I don't really own a lot of judgment. I am baffled by it. Like, honestly, I literally just see the people who come to me Um, out of love. I see where they're at. I understand where they're at because I've gotten to know their story. And I know, you know, we all do. We're not, nobody, very few people are out there trying to do ill will on people. They're they're doing the best they can for what they have. And that's hard to hear when you've been hurt hard by someone. But anyway, guilt, shame, hurt, all these things. We talked about them early on in the other weeks, what they can do to your body, physical, problems. You can get ulcers when you're carrying that around guilt. You, you um, feel less than when you carry around guilt. You feel like you don't deserve when you carry around guilt. And so honestly, when you're in that situation, um, you're not able to move forward. You're not able to um, step into all that that can happen for you. Um, Then I want us to talk a little bit about keeping God close. When you're so stuck in these places of guilt and shame and all these things, your mind gets consumed by those. And when your mind is consumed by guilt and shame, it doesn't have a lot of space for God. And so we really don't want that. We, we really want you to be freed up and able to um, tap into all that God has to offer and the enemy's dream honestly the enemy's dream is to destroy us and our relationship with God that's the goal there so I mean really getting yourself to a place where you can tap into God is is my goal for you. Um, the last thing is then check system. I, a lot of us think that we've forgiven, but when we get down to it, we haven't. And so this can take years before we realize it. So hearing this right now, I think, is a gift. It can make you just sort of self-evaluate and think to yourself, do I have things that have happened in my past that are holding me back? You know, my parents had a divorce when I was three, four years old, something like that. And I remember there was this place in my, my husband and I's relationship when we first got married that I didn't understand. It was the most mature um, divorce I think a person can have. I'm not happy about it. I'm sure my mom and dad aren't. I know they aren't, but they have great lives now. They had great remarriages. We had healthy relationships and stuff. I mean, I don't think it could go any better if you had to do it. But the truth was, I was holding on to some things that had to do with my self-worth, my value, because I didn't evaluate it enough. I didn't give it, enough understanding of how it was affecting my life, and I didn't give it up to God. And when I really found my value in God and stopped looking to these other places, oh, life-changing. So I want you to just sort of consider these things, H-E-L-P. So that spells HELP. It's a really good acronym for you to decide if you need to be turning to God for some help because you've realized, okay, I've got a place that I'm holding up. Some some past hurts on. So first is hurting self. Do you find that something that's happened in your past is hurting you from your relationship with deepening your relationship with God or your relationship with other people? Think about this. You are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. That's Psalms eighty six five. You are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. So honestly, out of love, you're able to do this. The E is emotional state. Think of Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. So think about, I mean, honestly, when we're putting ourselves emotional state, where's your emotional state? Is it in a bad place with relationships? Do you doubt relationships? Do you um, doubt trusting other people? Who, you know because you've been hurt in the past. Think of that. And the L, we're getting down to about a minute here. The L, letting go. Or do you have troubles letting go because God wants you free? so that you are healthy and strong to do great work in his kingdom. And that's what I want for you. I love watching my clients move from these places where they've got footholds into freedom. They go on and they do great things. And Christ is waiting. God is waiting. The Holy Spirit is waiting to work in you and move in you. And then P, prove. I want you to think, you know, do you still feel the need to prove you're right? Right. Do you still feel the need to prove that um, justify your actions? If you're thinking any of these thoughts, prove proven justification, there's one person who does this. God proves that you are a loved child and able to be forgiven. And justification comes through Christ. If you're doing it for you, it's not, you need to, you need work. You need work and it's okay. We all, we all are there sometimes. So I'm going to go over these one more time. We're going to be heading off to break. So, the H is hurting self. Are you, having, are you having a relationship problems? Are you having difficulties moving on? Are you hurting yourself? Do you have physical symptoms? Those sorts of things. Emotional state. Are you in a place where your emotional level is, um, is getting where your mind circles around over and over and over something somebody's done to you? It's keeping you from advancing because you're so consumed with what Satan wants to do is distract you. And then last, prove or letting go. So be free so that you could do great work. And the P is um, proving. All right. So I have to believe we're getting down to the last few seconds here. And I want you to come back after the break. When we come back, we're going to have Francine Ivy with us. And I can't wait for you to hear her story. So come back, tune in on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot.
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Change
2: your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: This is living within the sweet spot with nikki clagle the phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you're feeling a bit shy send nikki an email to nikki at now back to living within the sweet spot
1: Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy you are back with us on Living Within the Sweet Spot. This is the section of our show where we get into the guest, and I have an awesome guest here with us today, Francine Ivy, consumed by the call Ministries is her company. I want you to go ahead and share with us a little bit about why I have you here. Your story a bit, but there's a, a word that you used when I was visiting with you. And I love it. Do you know what that word is?
2: Rebelieve. Um, yes, rebelieve. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So,
1: so yeah, go ahead and share with us a little bit about your company and and what you do and and why I know that I've got you here.
2: Yes. Well, first of all, I'm super excited about being on here with you, Nikki, and um, the things that you've shared already about forgiveness. It's been incredible, and and you're right on. Forgiveness and, and all the things that we're going to be discussing in a few minutes have everything to do with supernatural power. It's not something that we can do on our own, and and my story is definitely all about that. Um uh Consumed by the Call Ministries was kind of birthed out of um, a, a tragedy in my life. And um, I had been married for 27 years. I had three incredible children. All in love with Jesus. Um, honestly, when I describe my family, I would I would say all the time, um, I don't have spoiled kids. I'm a spoiled mom, um, and I had a successful business. I had a successful ministry with my husband. Um, he'd been serving God for, uh, since he was 17 years old. Um, he was he loved and adored his children. He loved his wife. We prayed as a family often. We served God with all of our heart. And then on January 8th of 2017, my husband was killed in a tragic accident and everything we believed got thrown into, um, got thrown in the middle of the, uh, of the room. I mean, literally all of our exclamations, all of our belief systems that once had exclamation points on the end of them, like we believe became question marks. I mean, they just kind of wrinkled down and became question marks and, um, and we had to learn to re-believe what what we believed all of our lives. I mean, I kept, I remember thinking Satan would begin to whisper in our ear, you know, how can you trust God now? You know, you prayed, um, all of the things that seem like just solid things. Um, we had to re-believe. Um, and, um, in that, how does that, how does that connect with forgiveness? Well, I had to forgive life for, for the cards that it had dealt me. I had to forgive a truck driver that was driving too fast. And I had to, I had to forgive God, who I felt at that point had failed us as a family. And I had to find him again in the midst of all of that. It was, mm-hmm. um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I meant to ask you, what's the title of your book?
2: Um, it's called All I've Got Forever. It's the way Wade would sign all of his letters and cards to me. Um, and that's exactly what, you know, I had to decide. Was I going to be that way with God again? All I've right. Got Forever? Could I trust him with all I've got? Yeah.
1: Okay, I see your second book in you. Yes.
2: <laughs> the power of rebelieving. Yes. Honestly. No, that is
1: awesome. I cannot wait to read your book. I already know how you're going to be doing it, so I'm super excited. Everyone listening right now be looking for this because at the end of the year this would be a great push for the new year, good great great present, Christmas gift if you have it done by then, but let's go ahead. I I love this term that you used rebelieve. Mm-hmm. Um this I mean, think about like our next question coming up is a infidelity situation. You're mm-hmm. having to call on God to rebelieve in that. Yes. This rebelieving is a beautiful word and that's that's what happens is we, we get in these places where they can have footholds on us or we can go back to God. Go back. Yes. Oh, tell us if you could give us like four steps, three steps, whatever you want on really helping us rebelieve and our listeners rebelieve when we've gotten in these places.
2: I I think the main thing is you've got to go back to those things. You've got to re- reclaim those promises. So the first thing is I had to make a decision. I'm going to reclaim those promises. Then secondly, I had to go back to the truth and realize that that um, that faith doesn't you know, faith doesn't follow my feelings. My feelings follows my faith. So I had to make a decision that what I believe is going to change my feelings. If I, if I focused on the feelings that I had, if I focused on the circumstance, then, then I I was spiraling out of control. Um, but if I knew that I could go back to my faith, I could go back to what I knew, the truth, the, the bottom line truth, then the feelings and everything else would follow, Um, And so I went back to my faith and I said, okay, here's the baseline, the baseline. And what I had preached for years was God is good. He's able and he loves me. And so when I looked at that, I was like, is God good when he doesn't feel good? When my circumstances don't feel good? Yes, he is good, even when it doesn't feel like it. And is he able, even when his answer to me is no, Even when his answer to me is is painful, is he still able? Yes, he is. He absolutely is. And does he love me when really it didn't feel like it? Yes, he does love me. And when I made that a foundation, then it began to build on that foundation. As long as I kept my feelings and my circumstances, those are up and down. Happenstance comes from the word circumstance and happiness and all of those things. That's based out of feelings. And I knew I had to get back to the foundation, which was my faith.
1: And awesome. The truths. That's awesome. good. Okay. So, um, do you have more? I, no, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, I love this um, kind of words of, you know, making sure that you follow your faith first and then the feelings, you know, doing the obedience is, is mm-hmm. just so important, being obedient. What God really is asking us. So now let's go and let's step into this kind of process that you went through. Now I know this is almost a new it's not in my book, but I just because I got you in front of me, I want us to use it to help some people. So a lot of people are listening, we're jumping out from forgiveness, and we're just gonna talk about grieving for a little bit. Yes. And so if you could share with us and listeners how you went through that process or some steps or something that could give us some, some
2: help. Absolutely. And first let me go ahead and say that grief is not just in the death of a loved one. You can grieve the loss of a job. You can grieve the loss of a marriage. I mean, grieving is a real, um, it is a real emotion and, and even deeper than that. Um, and, so many of the things that I'm going to share with you that I learned through the loss of a loved one can go right along with the loss of a marriage, a loss of a dream and all of those things. It's yeah. the same grief and the same steps work with it. Yeah. First of all, grief is absolutely, this, this truth um, helped me so much. I, had, um, I was seeing an awesome biblical counselor. and It's the first thing he said to me and I, I knew it was breakthrough for me because he looked at me and he said, do you understand what grief is? And I said, I, I think, but I don't know. And um, and he looked at me. And he said, "It is a reaction of who of of um, it's a reaction we have because we were never created to experience death in the Garden of Eden. We were created for eternal living. We yeah. were not ex- we were not created to experience death. So it's our body's way of reacting to something we were never created. We were created in the image of God. That's eternal." That's eternal. And so for us to experience the death of anything, our reaction is almost explosive toward it because we weren't created to experience it. Yeah. And and it made sense. And then it made me realize that I had, I had two parts of me. I had my spirit part that knew the truth, but my body was still going to go through those processes of grief. Mm-hmm. And then num- number two, I had to realize grief's messy. Like, I couldn't box it up. I couldn't put it in step one, step two, step three. I mean, it, it, all the books that I was reading was like, there's going to be these steps and that step. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do step one, step two. I'm going to order it. And I would go at step six. And the next thing I'd be back at step one and step three. And it was messy. And I had to tell God, I'm messy and I've got to be okay with that. And you know what? God was big and he allowed me to be messy. And he allowed me one minute to stand strong and the next minute to be in a puddle on the floor and just crying out to him. And you know what? God is all about our messy. He is all about our messy. I learned that God was real and tangible. Um, Heaven was a real place. Heaven was a real place. There's times when I've literally said one foot is in heaven while one foot is here on earth. God had a plan and purpose in my pain, and he wasn't going to let one iota or one tear go in vain. And that, no matter what grief you're going through, I promise you, God will heal it, and he will give purpose to it. He will not let it go in vain at all. And so standing on all of those things, I watched as God rebuilt my belief system, and I re-believed. I mean, I rebelieved.
1: believed yeah. Can you share with us those things again? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just those, like highlight this. Yes.
2: That- yes we were never created for death. So yeah. it, it's okay. It's okay for us that, that grief is messy, that God is real um, and tangible. Heaven is a real place and it's actually our real home. Um, mm-hmm. God has a plan and purpose and our pain and he will not let it go in vain. Um, absolutely. He will use it for his glory. Awesome. If we'll let him.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That, yeah. Oh, that book's going to be good. See, I'm on, <laughs> I'm on your third book. Yeah. This is, oh, There's, there's, a key point, and I see like on the Facebook feed, people saying it and, and retyping it. So I know that it, it, I circled it on my notes while you were talking too, but you know, just God is good and able. Yes. And it's a simple statement. We know that, you know, movies, God is good, but God is good and able. And we just got to trust, have that faith first and let everything else come along behind it, but just trusting that he is good and able and he does it because he loves us. There's yes. no other reason has nothing to do with if we deserve it. It has nothing yeah. to do with how awesome you know we are, and the other person isn't. It's just because he loves us, and that's how we have to be to other people too. All right, so now I always like to give everyone an opportunity to think on these people out here.: So there are, like we said, thousands of people listening.: Yes. And so what is something that you really feel like is your message? And you really would like to share with people and and you can take a few minutes. We've got time. So go ahead.
2: Yes. Well, I think the main thing when I was thinking about that one, I do want to say this really quickly, that if it's you, you're forgiving, like you've made the mistake. I want you to know that the the same grief process is there and that, that that forgiveness is there. First of all, recognize that Jesus has already forgiven you. That's what he did. That's what he came for. And it's time to just agree with him. And, and let him heal that. So even if you're sitting there going, I get it, you're grieving, I understand, it's the same grief process. And God still will rebuild and give you back your belief system and you will walk whole. And God heals you completely. Okay, He heals you completely, even if you did the damage, I'm telling you. And I just want to encourage somebody who's listening there today. Um, forgiveness is easy when you realize that God loves you. When you realize that everything that has happened to you is father filtered, he's not surprised. He was not surprised by my situation. He knew it was coming. As a matter of fact, if I had plenty of time, I could tell you things that happened two and three years before, as God prepared us, our family for this moment when he was going to take Jesus and when he was going to take Wade home. Um, So it's all father filtered. He wasn't surprised. Um, And he has, um, he, he has everything you need to come through this. He will make all things right. He will make all things right if you'll let him. Just get out of his way and let him do it. And he will never, never, never leave you. Nothing will go to waste. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, some of the other situations, just know that when you forgive someone, you give it to God, you let it go, and you let God handle that situation. It, will, it not only releases them, but it releases you to freedom. And um, just trust. It's not putting a stamp of approval on what someone did to you. All it's doing is saying, I love God and I trust him. When you don't forgive, it ultimately is saying, I don't trust God to handle it. I want to handle it myself. So, Mm -hmm. um, and um, would have been very easy for me to want to handle this myself, but I decided I I can't. He needed to handle it and he's much better at it.
1: Yeah, we need to get back to the God will make everything right. We love Mm -hmm. the word righteousness, right? Yes. Um, Yes. Not us. We we can't always make everything right. God and Christ can. But, um, you know, I think you're a living example. And this is kind of what I want to point out is that when you say, you know, we weren't designed to experience death, I mean, you've had this to process on probably some of your followers have heard this kind of thinking before you brought it up. But I mean, I really want people to take themselves back thinking garden of Eden. I mean, we, from the beginning, this was never our intention. It makes sense that, and I've never heard that anyone say that before. And I also like have a shift in my brain right now Mm -hmm. because no wonder we're so incapable of forgiving. You know, we weren't really physically, these bodies weren't designed that way, but we don't have to be alone in these bodies. We get to partner with God and we, we are able because God is able with him. So I love the rebelieving. I love that clarity of understanding that we don't have to know how. That's what God's for. That's what Jesus is for and the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So stepping into that. But when you do what Francine and her family has done, and, and I believe they probably still have setbacks periodically. Yes, but
2: Absolutely.
1: When you do this, we're truly able to take, like the Bible says, what is the worst thing, the, the most difficult trying place in your life and make it for good and make it for the glory of other people and God's people. I mean, no, that incident will never be good. No. But this is how God uses things. And somehow he is able to get us to places where we can change the world, where we can Get a blessing out of even awful things. Yes. And I know this family is being blessed and the people that I can see the love here of people following you. I know that these people are being blessed that you're connecting with from the very first story. We only have three minutes. Mm-hmm. Could you please share with the listeners a little bit of your story like that? What your husband did Monday through Friday.
2: Yes. yes.
1: Spoke, and then what happened? Because
2: it's pretty moving. Yes. Um, months and months before um, the accident, my husband had started a Facebook Live Daily Devo, and he would do that every Monday through Friday, weekday, morning, at around 7.30, 8 a.m. And um, after the accident and after the funeral, God just woke me up one, one morning and said, you're going to get on the Devo. And, and I was like, I don't do that. That's not what, I, that's what he did. And, um, and he really pursued me about it. And pretty much what God told me was, he said, Francine, people are listening to you. Don't waste your platform. And um, and he said, make it messy. Let them see who you are. Um, they've seen you on the mountaintops. Now they need to see what it looks like when the Ivy family struggles. What does it look like when, when you're searching for God in a tragedy? What does it look like when you're grieving? And, and honest to goodness, the first videos, the first few months of those videos, they're messy. And um, they're real. Um, I tell you where my pain is. I tell you where God meets me in that pain. And I tell you where the victory comes from. And, um, you know, I didn't wait. God, well, God didn't wait for it to all get clean and pretty and pristine. He said, people need to see it because that's where people really were. And it was interesting because the first video coming out, I ugly cried and everything. I expected maybe 50 people to join me to see how we were. And um, I was shocked that by, the, by that evening, within 24 hours, 37,000 people had watched our first live video. Um, and it made me realize not, not that, you know, oh, she's, you know, oh, that's so great. I mean, literally, it let me know how many people were hurting. And mm-hmm. so if you're out there listening right now and you think nobody understands, I'm telling you, there's so many people just like you, and they're hurting, and God has the answer, and, and He will absolutely walk you through it. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm seeing people in here, they must be followers of you because they're saying, yes, I woke up that morning. Um, yes, that those, those mornings saved me, listening to those in the morning. Um, I just, I want to praise you. I don't, I'm sure you don't need it, but I just want to praise you because I think that you're doing exactly what God asks us to do when you boldly share your dark places too. Because people get to see God's work in action, and that creates so many believers. When people can see other people walk through the darkness with God and come out on the other end, it builds their faith. When they're unable to hear and trust and know God, and they can see someone else do it, it dares them to try the next time they're in those situations. So I just, oh, I really want to thank you for that. And I, I encourage everyone who's on the show to go to her website and her Facebook page. Uh, we've linked them there for you, but um, it's, it's awesome. Awesome morning devotionals, Monday through Friday. What time are they?
2: They're at 8 a.m. 8, 8 a.m. Central. Central, Central. Central time. time.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's good. It doesn't interfere with my show because that's at 9 a.m. Central Time. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I popped in on some of those too. I tell you, we are down to 30 seconds. So I just yeah. want to encourage everyone listening to stay tuned. This time goes so fast, it's crazy. But the next section that we come in on, it's our last part. And we're going to go ahead and get to some of our questions. We have two really, really awesome questions that Francine has decided to stay on and help give advice and help these people. But, We will talk to you soon on living life within the sweet spot. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: We give all we have to our work pushing ourselves to be a success we go the extra mile for our children giving them every shot at life we run from one activity to the next rarely enjoying a meal together and it's threatening our families relationships bodies and our future author coach and speaker nikki Klagel developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy success and energy by partnering with god every step of the way nikki offers guidance for life purpose positive self-esteem, successful goal-setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
2: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Clagel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy you are back with us on Living Life Within Sweet Spot. So we are in our final section of the show. This is where we get to some questions and answers, and I am sitting with over 100 different questions to choose from. I'm so grateful for you guys um, emailing these in. I know I've started just responding on some of them because I can see we won't get to all of them on here. So keep sending the questions. I love them. And remember to call in. If you ever want us to coach you and give you advice one-on-one, know that you can call in. The number is listed on the live Facebook stream, in which you can get to on my Facebook page, Fulfill Your Legacy. So Nikki Klegel at Fulfill Your Legacy. Um, also, you can just do it from the show and then Matthew will connect us over. So what I want to do is talk about Karen and Leah. So our first question is Karen. She's from Tulsa. Karen is a mom of four. Um, her and her husband fell in love in college and were married right after she graduated. She worked to help pay for him to complete law school. She had a wonderful marriage for many years. Work was His work was successful, allowing her to stay home with the kids She was blindsided. Um, She caught him with another woman downtown when she was with friends for supper. Um, She never saw it coming. Um, Once he was caught, he kind of came clean and just pretty much said he loves her dearly, but it's as a friend, and he's not in love with her that way anymore. And he just had a huge loss in her her life, Um, spent years, um, sounds like it says for years, um, trying to pick up the pieces and build herself back up. And now he wants to come back to her. So, um, you know, my, my heart just goes out to this person. And um, I don't know, it, it's a difficult place, Karen. I love that you sent in your question. It means that you probably really have God as part of this. You wouldn't be listening to a Christian talk show. You wouldn't be sending in your question if you didn't want wise counsel, which is godly advice. So I'm going to say amen to that and really um, encourage you to keep doing that because people will probably give you wonderful advice um, if they're also seekers of God. So I say go to your pastor, um, you know, check with counselors. If you've been seeing one, you know, run this by them. But listen to God and um, pray to God for clarity on this. I'm sure that just listening through the show today has kind of gotten you in a place where you're really thinking on some things. I mean, I'm not in your situation. I can't even imagine how hard this would be. Um, we do know that marriage is a holy sacrament. I mean, we know this. And if there's a way to mend that, I mean, what a beautiful thing, Um but the hurt and the trust and all these things. But we talked a lot about where man, it's impossible with God. It, it isn't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, also there's this whole other thing of unabandonment. Um, it's sort of this place of being willing to be hurt again. And, um, that's, that's what holds us back a lot of the time is like, can I dare go through this again? Mm -hmm. Um, but, 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 keep, listen to the context of that question. That's with the thought that it will happen again. And so we're holding on to a little bit of that, you know, um, hurt and and so letting God work in that and and really the Trinity working in that, getting to verses that are going to give you clarity and hope. And when I say that for other people listening, and even you, Karen, if you haven't thought of that, like, just literally go to your concordance in the back of your Bible or go onto the internet and just type Bible verses on building trust and up are going to come 50, 30, um, use a a good Bible, like a Bible app gateway or something like that, but use a a true Bible source, not just somebody's, um, blog where they've kind of quoted some things, but go to a Bible source and then read those verses And after you read those verses, there's going to be two or three or more, who knows, that like sit with you. They either feed your soul or they um, nag at you. But this is the Holy Spirit. And when we say the word is living, we have this where we just read the Bible and it just sounds like a bunch of words sometimes. And then we have other times where we read it and it comes to life in us. You feel the energy, you feel the passion, you feel the hurt, whatever. And that's the Holy Spirit. So you need to listen to those, maybe write them on a card and let God, let, let the healing power do some work. Now I'm going to go over real quick. And then I want, um, I'm going to go over the help thing real quick. And then I really want Francine to give us her advice. So think of the H, you know, um, is Satan, are you letting Satan keep God out of a relationship? So, so this is hurting self. The H is hurting self. That relationship, if it's meant to be restored, um, think about what are the things that hold you back from restoring it. Listen to what your mind is saying to yourself. Are they things that are things that God says? Because God says, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true and noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent, think about these things. If they're not those things and they're doubt and guilt and shame and trust, it, they're not from God. Okay, so, so clarity on is it hurting yourself um, and the relationships and progressing because God's a God of relationships. Okay, then emotional. And keep in mind the relationship, I'm not saying has to be this, but I normally that's what I want is for healed covenants. Okay, so then E, emotional state. So, you know, think about, you know, is this, is, is good thoughts coming out of my heart Getting your heart, asking, praying for God to get your heart on track with where you need to be is going to help because when you're when you're in that place, out will come that a wellspring will come. So if you've got your heart in a bad place, that's what's going to happen. And so getting your heart in a good place and praying for God to get you there because it's impossible sometimes for humans to get there, but God can. And then L for letting go, letting go of the past, and just saying, I, I mean. It's like a tough love thing. Like, that's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to let go of the past and mm-hmm. stepping into that forward place and calling on God because you're going to need him. And then the P, think about and self-evaluate. Are you trying to still prove? Are thoughts in your mind going through proving what, how you deserve to be treated or what the other person did and needing to hear all that? And if you're stuck on any of those things, then let God do the work that's how you know that there's still work to be done and let god do it. All right, what do you got Francine? I know I took up a lot of time, but we've got we've got time yet. We only have one other question.
2: Yes. No, that's awesome. I love all of that. Um, the, the thought that kept coming to mind is that God is the God of restoration. And just like you said, that yes, with us trying to figure this out or or trying to figure out if this is going to work out, and even the thought uh, so right on that you said, you know, can I do this again? Absolutely not. You can't. Um, you can't um, forgive. You can't let go of the past. Um, Those are all things that are supernatural um, empowerment that only can come from God and the Holy Spirit. Um, And so his will. And so my first thought here is, first of all, I know God's the God of restoration. He is capable and able. We do have free will in this situation with your husband and with you um, and um, put God in the center of this. I know for Wade and I, that was the main thing. I had to be complete in Christ. He had to be complete in Christ. For the marriage to work. The one couldn't complete the other. And um, I couldn't say, um, you know, Wade completes me. I mean, that sounds like a lovely thing to say, but actually it's not, it's not the best marriage. The best marriage is for me to be complete in Christ, for Wade to be complete in Christ. And the closer we get to God, the closer, just like a triangle, the closer we're going to get to each other. Um, and so, um the main thing that I would say, if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to go the restoration route and find God's will in that, he can do it. He is able. He can help you forgive and let go, but continue to keep him in that, keep Mm -hmm. him in that marriage. He's got to be primary.
1: Yeah, that is great advice. I love how you speak. I I feel it. And that's good. Um, There's something else that I really want to point out just, and this is more coaching other couples through these same sort of hardships. Many times we resist forgiving someone because we're afraid that the world is going to think we're a fool. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid that we are going to look like a fool. Mm -hmm. And, oh, that breaks my heart because would you ever call Jesus a fool Mm -mm. for forgiving? No, no. That's an act of love and greatness. And if you have it in your heart to forgive, you are a beautiful, amazing person, and you can be an, a disciple to other people for doing this. So if there's anything I just wanted to say before we moved on, anything in you holding you back because you worry about what other people think, keep your focus on God. Don't That's worry about so what good. people think. But I'm going to tell you, if you restore a marriage, nobody to think you're a fool. They're going to be proud of you, and they're going to you're going to be a disciple to other people. Okay? Yes.
2: So, okay,
1: let's move on. Then let's go to the next question, which is Leah. So Leah has lost a child to cancer.
0: Mm.
1: It was horrible to watch someone you love hurt, fight, struggle, and die. The loss is killing me, but I am finding some comfort in knowing God is with me. I feel him helping me. My husband, Jake, is stuck in pain. It is taking a toll on us. That's all I get. (laughs) So... Um, my heart is going out to you, Leah. Um, we're just going to pray in numbers for you. So we know it's Leah and Jake, everyone mm-hmm. listening. There are thousands of people listening. And so right now I'm just going to call on everyone to just mm-hmm. some prayers out there for Jake, because yeah, they're, they're struggling and they should be, because this is like, like Francine said, this was not, we were not designed for this. So we're going to lean on God for this and we're all going to put our prayers um, in for them. But I had a couple things that I wanted to talk about. So um, I want you to go back and listen to two episodes ago because we talked about another person who had lost someone. Um, so that will be good. Uh, I don't want to take up all the time to go through those steps, and but go back and listen to that one. But then also um, reach out to me. I would like to just offer you a little help. And then now I want you to get around others and walk with others who are going to fill your husband up with truth. Because I just honestly believe our brains, <laughs> um, they, they're also physical. They're part of our physical body. We need to remember this. And um, it, if it's consumed right now, and it happens to all of us with some of these thoughts of hurt, loss, pain there's very little space in there for anything else. And we've got to plant a seed and the more people that are around him and God will do it. We can pray for that. But once we just get a little seed in there, that's all it takes and it'll start to grow. Um, But what happens is when we get our footholds um, that grows and self doubt grows and we play it. And so getting him around things that will feed him with goodness and light are gonna help, and um, I, I I can just imagine this this in, this could be in all different ranges. So when it's an email, it's hard to know. That's why I want you guys calling in, but. Um, if it's somebody, if you, if Jake is in a place where he's tuning everything out, maybe not going to church, maybe, um, you know, not reading the Bible, whatever, you can do little subtle things. I remember when I first started listening to Christian music, my husband was just like, um, he'd always push like 80s hits today or something and, and slowly over time. Then he'd get in the car and we'd be driving for a while. He wouldn't even notice that it was on. And then pretty soon I could hear him hum a little bit of the, the tune, you know, whatever. So I'm just saying, get a seed going and constantly pray for him and um, ask others to pray for him. Um, Matthew eighteen twenty. I wrote down when I was getting your thing. This came when I was reading your message. So for where two or three gathered in my name, there am I among them. And then Matthew 18, 19, which is the verse before. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. And so I'm just thinking right now it is pretty impossible. And we've got to get God on it. And and so we're just all going to pray. And I see here people putting up, yes, I'm praying for them. So once again, their names are Leah and Jake. So everyone, please pray for Leah and Jake. Okay, Francine, we've got a little bit of time. What do you have?
2: Um, first of all, grief is different for everybody. I noticed that in my children, we all grieve differently, allow him to grieve the way he's going to grieve. And of course, being the father and being a husband, there's a protector mode, which of course would come out angrily. I had, I had a child that, that her grief came out angry. Another one who came out in this reminiscing, spiraling, um, emotional and, and another that would just distract himself. And, and of course my grief was different too. And it's hard because both of you are grieving to be there for each other. And it's going to be messy and it's okay. It's okay. Um, The other thing is I want to give you a resource. Um, Levi Lesko wrote a book called Through the Eyes of a Lion. They lost the child too. And there's incredible resource where they walk through their grief. And I would encourage you to go to that. I would encourage you to read it.
1: Say that again and somebody type it in the comments for us. Say the name of the book.
2: Levi Lesko's Through the Eyes of a Lion.
1: All right. Well, I hate to say it. We are out of time. Yes. We only have 30 seconds left. I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. Everyone, please get to Francine Ivy's page. Go like her page so that you start seeing. Also, for both of us, when you get to the notifications tab and when you see those three dots, you have to click it and then it drops down and you have to hit see first under our tabs and so those are that's a new change that happened on facebook so do that so that you see our videos pop up right away all right i will see you guys next time thank you so much francine on living life within the sweet spot
0: thank you for tuning into living within the sweet spot Please join your host, Nikki Kleagle next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.